I got a couple. I got a couple of. I'm really not going to make them videos. I just want you to see it. You know, we talked about uh, last week before last about the 60-year-old that thinks he's going to school as a kindergartner. You know, and they letting him go to school. And then, then we 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 seen this. Or if you want to be a baby, you can be a baby. I don't know how old this man is. But I got several questions. I got several questions when I see that. If you if we put the volume on and talk his wife, that's his wife, she's supporting this. You know, and I'm like, I don't know who's messed up in the head the most, her or him. You know who's messed up? Then I got to thinking, reckon when she goes to work, what he does all day. Does he, you know, what he said, it, if, if you put the audio on, I, I didn't put it on, I didn't want to put it on because it, it's kind of lengthy. He says that he don't want to have to put up with the pressures and the things that adults have to do, so he'd rather be a, be a baby. But I bet you when she leaves, he probably gets in that recliner and watches TV and does. Well, he, he probably. Ain't. I thought he went to daycare. If they go, no, he don't go to daycare. I was just saying, if they allow him to do that, then she should be held by the same standards of being able to leave a child at home with unattended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> he he needs to hire a caregiver. He needs to be somewhere for sure. Yeah. Um, but in our study, uh, I should have said that we get in our book. Uh, you know, in our study, we we talked about that the, the issue is that they're going after the the children because if they can raise the children up. To believe all this stuff, then 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 children would never question it. And then we talked about you know this going on in Brundage, you know the the the, the three different uh, drag shows they're gonna have in Brundage. If people will leave it alone and don't ignite a bunch of stuff, it'll probably die out and go away. And this is the case right here. You see, they 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 canceled this. Florida governor said that you know, they're passing a bill. You know that no children can attend drag shows. So now, instead of them changing the drag show people changing the way they do things, they're just not going to have the show. So that tells you plain and simple who they after. They want to indoctrinate the children, so it's when the children come up, they'll think, well, it's just normal, it's just acceptable, and that's why you know we go through all we have in this book about about what's going on uh, in, in in America. So that that pretty well sums it up. You know, because all your drag shows, all that, it's always in your schools and your daycares. It's always in those kind of places that, that they, they have this. Um, we bought a program for our social studies um, at and it's a really good program, but that is an online program where they answer questions and uh-huh. they earn money to go to a shop, blah, 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 blah. Um, but one of the questions that, it, that popped up the other day was... Um, which part of the LGBTQ community would you support? And it had them all listed. And for the our for the students to get past that question, they had to pick somebody to support. Oh. I mean, so you, you can't be none, neutral. You got it. You <coughs> had to pick something to support to be able to move on. Yeah. That's what they're going to say. But uh, we're going to be on page one ninety seven today. Uh, and let me say this: I know we we got a lot of new. People, this book is is Return of the Gods, but it's actually talking about the demonic spirits that were before Christianity and how Christianity drove them out. And now that we've removed God out of school, we moved it out, you know, of everything in our normal life. How these, 
how these demonic forces are coming back, and the book kind of mirrors what's happening now versus what happened, you know, before Christ in in the Greek world, the Roman world, those kind. Of, he calls them gods, but he's really the demonic spirits. And so we're gonna be on page one ninety seven. Uh, we'll do a, a little bit of reading, and I want to say this before we start: everything that the devil does is a counterfeit. Of what God has, that that's how he, he everything he does is a counterfeit, and he'll twist it just a little bit, just like like with Eve, you know, he only added, "Don't touch." So God told them not to eat of it, or they would die. And he said, you know, she, he said, you know, you can't eat of it, nor can you touch it. But their job was to tend it. So the devil just twists God things just a little bit, enough to make it 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 believable. And and then he that's how he begins to drag. So everything's a counterfeit. And I said, I didn't know anything about a lot of this stuff we're studying. I've been trying to dig up information. I thought that the rainbow flag was the was was the rainbow. The exact colors. Did anybody else think that it too? Was that, to start with. Huh? It was to start with. I think they changed it now. They, 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 some of the colors are the same, but but some of them have been changed. I just thought that they were using the rainbow to, to mock God that it was the same colors. And I don't know who comes up with this stuff either. You know, you hear people say, well, this number six means something, number seven means something. And this is what they're going to say about these colors. These colors, I know when I see red, I just see red. I don't see, you know, anything political or unpolitical. I just see red or I just see blue. And then tune with your feminine side, that's why. Really? All right. So now, the difference is the LGB, whatever that is, they added pink and they changed uh, the the they changed the indigo to turquoise. That's the two colors that they they changed uh, in it, and they added one. So it actually has one more stripe than than a real rainbow does. So the sign. One sign above all others has come to represent the movement that started at Stonewall. We're going to talk about Stonewall here in a few minutes. We'll get into actually what it was. The sign of the rainbow. The rainbow flag was designed by Gilbert Baker, an openly gay man and drag queen, and was first flown on June the 25th, 1978. In 1994, the sign of the rainbow was adopted as official symbol of gay pride. It soon became an ambiguous symbol of the movement and all it represented flown and recognized all over the world. But could even this be the manifestation of an ancient mystery? And could it go back to the gods? The original rainbow flag had eight colors representing one of eight elements of the movement. One would have expected the colors of the flag to represent such things as liberation, tolerance, respect, empowerment, are different people groups. But the flag and the colors of the rainbow it bore represented that which was altogether different. All right, pink. Pink was added. It goes without saying that Ishtar, that's, that's this demonic spirit that was a goddess of sex, she was, she was the embodiment of passion, love, lust, sexual desire, sexual practices in every form. The first color of the original rainbow was pink. It represented sex. I thought pink represented girls. I didn't know that that's what it is. But I'm learning. 
read, From Ishtar came life. She was the source of fertility and procreation, the fruitness of the earth, of animals, of humanity. She was the wellspring of all the generative powers of nature. She was in the underworld, the generation of life. She was in the underworld, the generation of life came to a standstill. Ishtar was the goddess of life. The second color of the rainbow is red. It represents life. Orange. We're going to try to hit these real quick and get on what we want to study today. The preeminent Mesopotamian goddess of healing was named Gula. But in the time of Ishtar, appropriated from her the powers of healing, and Gula fell into obscurity. Ancient inscriptions survive with the prayers and prescriptions of healing addressed to or centered on Ishtar. She is the one of whom it is written, she takes away sickness. See what I mean? That's mirroring what, what the Bible says. It is written that her effigy was once carried as far as Egypt to heal an alien pharaoh. The third color of the rainbow was orange. It represented healing. Did y'all know that? Ishtar was closely associated with celestial lights. The morning and the evening star would carry her name. Venus and the moon were her father. But there was another celestial light that was intrinsically bound to her, the sun. The Assyrian sun god was named Shamash, an Akkadian word for the sun. He was Ishtar's brother. Ishtar was, in fact, the sun's twin sister. So strong in her identification with the sun that we could find a sun disk at her side in many of the carved images. The fourth color was yellow, and it represented the sun. I'm just going to hit these representations that we can move on. The fifth color is green, and it represents nature. Now, turquoise is there instead of blue. The original, uh, if you see the rainbow in the sky, it's going to have blue, not, not turquoise. The sixth color of the rainbow flag was turquoise. It represented magic, and that tells me why it was added. <coughs> indigo. The seventh color of the rainbow was indigo, and it represented serenity. Then violet. So the first color set the stage as it represented sexuality. The last color summed it up. It represented a spirit, a spirit of sexuality. The very goddess known from ancient times as Ishtar, could there be more to the mystery? Well, I think we know enough about the flag. I'll turn over to the sign, page 201, and we'll get started this morning. We'll hit a couple of things. Because I want to get over here and talk about this stonewall stuff is where I want to get to this morning. The sign. So what would happen if the goddess returned? Would the rainbow also return as a sign of her power? It would, and it has. It was no accident that the movement that had been birthed by the goddess should take as its symbol the sign of the goddess. Those who designed it, those who carried it, those who adopted it to serve as a defining symbol of the movement had no idea of the connection. I think about this now that we're in this book when I see a lot of this stuff, that they have no idea of, of this satanic or demonic oppression or influence that is really causing all of this. And, and, and me and a, a guy was talking this week, you know, I don't want to forecast nothing bad, but I think it's going to take a, a, some kind of catastrophic event to snatch people back into reality. 
You know, because the whole world, the whole United States, our whole government is not about governing. It's all about this. You know, every who you appoint, every who you, you, you know, every day, it's just more and more. It's nothing to, to uh, about governing, governing, and and all the things that affect the people. It's all around this. That's all the the, the nation right now is focused on. You know, if you get up into those ranks, you get us common people. You know, it, 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 we're thinking about how we're going to live, how we're going to have going to get our bills paid, all the other other things. You know, but it's going to take something to to snatch this people back into reality. Uh, because it's just, it's just. Well, y'all can see it. The last two years, maybe three years, it is just snowball things that we never thought would ever happen, or just now everyday mainstream. Uh, you know, so we just kind of just like it just accelerated. And then, all right, let's go now. Let's get started here. Page two hundred four. Two oh four. We're gonna go to that second to the bottom paragraph, but I want to. It's gonna talk about here, and, and we be skipping around because I know we we've been on this kind of stuff for two or three weeks, and we want to, you know, we all you about said all we can say about about this subject. But Stonewall Inn, it was a it was a hotel and a lounge in in Greenwich Village in Lower Manhattan, and and. June 28, 1969, the police raided it because it was a gay bar, and that's what started the, the Stonewall riots. That the when when they raided this bar, and 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 they started having all these riots in Lower Manhattan, and that's what started the gay pride marches. Every year, you know, in in the end of June, and, and we're gonna see this connection at the end of June. You know, now all across America, we, they they have the pride marches, and it started from from this police raid in 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 the Stonewall Inn in in. Greenwich uh, Village in Lower Manhattan. All right, but now he's fixing to start talking about all these things that that happened in our court system and and, and in Congress that that started all this collapse that we see, and and then he's going to transition into now how this is how it's fixing to start more persecution of Christianity and that kind of stuff. The first door, the legalization of homosexuality at Stonewall. The goddess forced open an ancient door. It was first of several such doors and opening. And let me say this. If you go back and you, you, you read about Roman history, and you've heard of the Isle of Patmos on, in the Bible, that was a Roman island that was isolated for the elite Roman people. And all of this sexual deviation and all, I mean, anything you could imagine would go on in that island. It was just, it was, that's what it was for. It was an isolated island. It was for the emperors and, and those people just to, 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 I mean, also all those evil spirits, he's what he's saying is, that were there. Now we're starting to see this anything goes uh, in America. So when he talks about the goddess that forced open the ancient door, that's what he's talking about. It was the first of such several doors and openings. Among the most monumentous of these took place in the United States Supreme Court in three landmark cases. The first door, the first case, was Lawrence versus Texas in 2003. Now this is the law, I want to read this to you. This is the law that overturned uh, sodomy. You know, sodomy was, was against the law. And this court case uh, legalized 
sodomy and, and, and all those things. If I'm in the right place here. Right, let's read on some more before I get, I get to that. I want to. Here, June the twenty sixth, two thousand three. We're gonna we'll come back come back to this Lawrence versus Texas. I thought I had one more. But I looked up this. Okay. More specifically, the ruling that legalized homosexuality across America was handed down on June the 26th, 2003. June the 26th was the same exact date that the Stonewall <laughs> Uprising was sealed. When its warrant was issued and the legal authorization was given to set everything else in motion, so the ruling that legalized homosexuality across the nation happened to fall on the anniversary of the day Stonewall was sealed. The mystery had ordained. Now, what happened was the police were called to this Lawrence guy's house of apparently some kind of gun violence. So when they got there and they busted in the door, they found Lawrence and a guy named Gore in bed together in, in the sexual act. In Texas law... And of course, every state of Alabama, we all had them then, had laws against sodomy. So they arrested both of them for homosexual activity, which was against the law. So Lawrence took, took Texas to court saying, what I do in my private house, in my private bedroom, is my business. And so the Supreme Court upheld his right to do what he wanted to, thus opening the door to legalizing homosexuality. So that, that was the court case that... That opened uh, that door. The second door overturning the defense of marriage. The second door was forced open in a landmark Supreme case of United States versus Windsor in 2013. It resulted in the ruling that would overturn the Defense of Marriage Act. Now, I'll read this to you again in a minute, but in 1996, the Congress passed a law saying the words marriage and spouse legally would refer to with unions between one man and one woman. So when you legally when you see the term spouse or marriage, that is the, the Congress said that is the def, definition in the Defense of Marriage Act. That, that's what it was. So it would lead to a federal government's recognition of same sex marriages performed in states where it had at one point been legalized. It would also open the door for even more monumentous Supreme Court rulings that would come two years later. Now let me, I want to read you the Defense of Marriage Act. The Defense of Marriage Act, enacted in 1996, states that the purpose of federal law, the words marriage and spouse, refer to legal unions between one man and one woman. Since that time, some states had authorized same-sex marriage in other cases in regarding of of DAMA or Defense of Marriage Act, federal courts had ruled it unconstitutional under the Fifth Amendment, but courts have disagreed on rationale. Now, I'm going to read you the court case. Edith Windsor is the widow and sole executor of the state of her late spouse, Thea Clara Spire. So those two ladies were married. She died in 2009. The two were married in Toronto, Canada in 2007. And their marriage was recognized by New York state law. 
Thea Spire left her estate to her spouse, and because their marriage was not recognized by federal law, the government imposed $363,000 in taxes. Had their marriage been recognized, the estate would have qualified for the marital exemption and no, sta- no taxes would have been imposed. In November 2009, well, I just lost it. Windsor filed suit in court seeking the de- declaration that the marriage, Defense of Marriage Act was unconstitutional at the time the suit was filed. The government's position was that Dhamma must be defended, so they defended it now and lost five to four. So I want to say this. You see now this fight over Miss Diane Feinstein. She's on the Judiciary Committee. Apparently she has Alzheimer's. She's a Democratic senator, but she's one of the few old Democrats that believe like they used to believe. And she's been out for I don't know how many months. So you see now Mr. Schumer and the Democrats are pushing to get her off of the committee and they want they got this real radical guy they want to put on the committee so they can do this court packing that they've been talking about. But Feinstein won't go along with it. And I say that because of this. See, what liberals can't get passed by law through Congress, their tactic over the years has been we, we put liberal people on the court that won't pay attention to the law, but will rule by what they, their opinion is and what they believe. And that's how all these things are taking Bible out of school, can't pray in school. None of these are laws. They're acts of the court that the court did because of all these liberal people that has been appointed. See, when you get me a federal judge, only state judges are elected. Federal judges are appointed for life. So if they can get them on these courts, then then they got a lifetime of people that's not going to use law. They're going to use opinion. And you notice they start listening to these words on these confirmations. They ask these, especially these conservative judges, will you respect or you will or will you abide by legal precedents? Other way, will you abide by what the courts have already decided is law? Not had been passed, but will you that's the same thing with abortion. You know, they ask them all, will you abide by past precedents? You know, will you make your rulings based off what the court has done in the past? Not what so when we got conservative justices on the Supreme Court, they realized Roe v. Wade wasn't a law. Congress never passed that. So if Congress doesn't pass it, then it goes to the states, and each state makes their individual law. See, Now, this is what the, 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 the four descending judges, and I'm not reading all this to you, I said I'll say this, the four descending judges in this case, that's what they said. The Constitution does not address marriage. It does not address that. So... By law, if the Constitution doesn't address it, then it has to go to the states, and each state makes their own law. See, So that's where it should have went back to, but because it's a five to four, five liberals and four conservatives, then, then it didn't become the federal law. See, But now, when Mr. Trump appointed that one extra one, see, now, now it's a conservative five, four, and so you start to see a lot of these things turn back around uh, in there because if you, know, if you notice... If Trump did one thing right, he went. Uh, if you notice everything that they tried to do, they run it through the ninth, ninth Circuit Court. 
Our Ninth Circuit Court is, is, is consistent of Hawaii, California, Oregon, Washington State, the most liberal states in the nation. They, that, that court governs that part of the nation. And, and until Mr. Obama had take, got the presidency, each circuit court only ruled over their circuit, not the whole nation. But now you see where federal judges are stopping things for the whole nation, and they don't have that, that right. Most of it ends up in court and gets overturned. But you notice a lot of times the federal court puts a stay for the whole nation when it shouldn't. It should just limit its, its circuit, whatever that circuit is. You'll have the D.C. circuit that does most of the West Coast. You have the Ninth Circuit, etc., etc. See, So what Trump saw was that there are 15 positions, because court packing actually, they got the idea from Trump. There were, there were 15 seats on that court, all right? But the liberals only had filled six because they could only find six that would rule like they want. So they didn't have the court full, and they didn't have to by law, see? So they could send everything out to that Ninth Circuit, and, and all these things that we see today come through that Ninth Circuit. Well, so when Trump seen that, what did he do? He overbalanced that court. Now there's more conservatives on the Ninth Circuit than they, than they are liberals. And you see now, what are they doing now? They started sending it to the D.C. Circuit. On the East Coast, they've left the, the Ninth Circuit alone because they can no longer get what they want. So you got to think about all that in, in what's happening in the United States when you see these, these political things like, like, like Ms. Feinstein. She's just a puppet right now of these people trying to get what they want. I don't think she's been president for like 10 months. Right? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Mm -hmm. I think Federman was out like two or three months. Right. He's back, but I think she's about 10 months. And still out. I'll read something about, I know I don't get off in politics, about Federman. You know, the law says in, uh, that you have to have so many days of service as a as a new senator to keep your job. So if Fetterman hadn't come back with his strokes and fulfilled it, then it goes back to the general election, which means the people will decide just like on a normal vote. But if he fulfills his days and then resigns, then the governor of that state can appoint whoever he wants to, which the governor of Pennsylvania is a Democrat. So they're trying to get Fetterman to hold on physically to get his time of service where they can appoint a Democrat. If not, it goes to general election. And, and now that people have seen this guy, there's no way that, you know, it's going to pretty much flip to a Republican seat if they can get it back to the election. So that's the fight with him. Yeah, there was an article on Fox News the other day where he done an interview and even said they picked the wrong person. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, so, so the, all that goes back to what we're saying here. That's why... Praying about who we vote for is so important. It ain't a matter if you, if you vote for Republican or if you vote for Democrat. It's that you vote who you feel like God's leading you to vote for. Forget about the politics. Forget about the programming. People vote how they feel like that person is going to best influence their life. Not how that person is going to best influence the country. Two totally different things. See, And, and our job as Christians is to vote and, and pray the way God leads and get these, these moral people in these in these offices, whether they be Democrat or whether they be Republican. Get the right person in there and they'll do the right thing. Alright? So that's that's the background of this. The last paragraph. When was the ruling that overturned the Defensive Marriage Act handed down? 
It happened in the summer of 2013, in the month of June, within days of the summer solstice. Now, I didn't read this in the beginning, but he talks about all these, 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 these evil spirits from the Roman Empire time that they always had that celebration in a month called Tamaz, which is June in, in that calendar and toward the end of June. And they always celebrated this God or, or this demonic spirit. And what he's doing on these, you're going to see every one of these major cases that relate to this demonic spirit all settled on the exact same day. Different people, different cases, different years, all the exact same day every time. Alright. So here is this. So the ruling was overturned. The rule when was the ruling that overturned the Defense of Marriage Act handed down? It happened in the summer of twenty thirteen, the month of June, within the days of the summer solstice toward the end of June. The days especially identified with the festival of Tomas. It was handed down in the days of the ancient month Tomas. So we see Stonewall happened then, the case on homosexuality happened then. Overturning marriage all happened at the end of the month of June. So it's saying that all these things didn't happen because of the date, but just so happened to fall on the date. On that summer solstice that they celebrated that goddess Ishtar. Because mm-hmm. they said that is the demonic spirit that mm-hmm. is related to, to all these. Yep. So what exact date did the ruling come? The Defense of Marriage Act was overturned on June the 26, 2013. Ten years to the exact same day the Supreme Court legalized homosexuality in 2003. Both of the rulings opening the door to the normalization and establishment of homosexuality fell on the same date, both on the date that sealed Stonewall, the event that began the opening of that door. Uh, the third door, the overturning of marriage. The third door was forced, forced open in the Supreme Court case Ogrefell versus Hodge. It resulted in a monumentous ruling that would strike down the historic biblical age-old definition of marriage as a union of a man and a woman. It legalized same-sex marriage across America as marriage was the core relationship of family and family the core unit of civilization, the transformation of marriage would ultimately mean the transforming of civilization. I want to read you what happened. I thought this was interesting, the backdrops that brought all these cases in. Every time I call it up, it keeps popping away. Wasn't one of the main things that kind of pushed this in was the fact that they couldn't leave. Uh, like when one spouse would pass and want to leave, like their retirement or leave things to a spouse, they couldn't do that. That yeah, that's what that's that's what. Okay, here we go right here. Groups of same-sex couples sued. Their relevant state agencies in Ohio, Michigan, Kentucky, and Tennessee to challenge the constitutionality those states ban same-sex marriage or refusal to recognize same-sex marriages that occurred in jurisdictions that provided such marriages. The plaintiffs in each case argued that, that state statutes violated the Equal Protection Clause and Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. One group 
of the plaintiffs also brought claims on the Civil Rights Act. In all the cases, the trial court found in favor of the plaintiffs. The U.S. Appeals Court for the Sixth Circuit reversed. See, that's the that would be that would be your mid United States. You know, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio. Because this court, this court upheld that it's a state's right, not a federal government right. But then the Supreme Court overruled them because of of the Civil Rights Act. And, and so you see today, anything that happens against homosexuality, those people, they consider it a, a, a civil rights violation. And there again, the dissent in the Supreme Court said the same thing, that the Constitution does not address this. It has to be a state issue. And so then you remember, if you remember, you know, when when all this went on, you know, especially here in Alabama, you know, you had a lot of, lot of uh, uh, probate judges you know, they would stop marrying people because they would not marry, you know, gay couples. And, and my mom worked, she was the one doing the marriages, you know, back back then in, in, in Clayton. You know, but now you don't have to go to the courthouse to get married. Now you just, if I understand it right, you just go on the computer and get your marriage license and that's all you have to do. You do have to file it up. You have to file it, but you don't have to go before anybody. And then they, you know, like you used to. In there. So then the quick, you know, then we get on the spiritual side from our side, what is the marriage ceremony? The marriage ceremony is a covenant that you as a couple are making before God. That, that, it's a covenant action. See, So what have they done? They took that covenant action. It's just a piece of paper. See, Because we, we do what we do to make that covenant action so we believe that God gets involved in our marriage and helps us in our marriage and, 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 helps, and helps us learn how to, how to live together and how to go through that three-day Sabbatical. <laughs> Let's don't go down that road. <laughs> He's only second day. Yeah, I'm on day two. I got one more day to go. I'll be, I'll be free man. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't stop that. <laughs> no, we we got a joke for, for following you was in here. You know when when there's a disagreement for some reason. The wife will get quiet and, 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 and don't speak to the man for two. It takes her longer. You know, you, the man does what he says or whatever, and then five minutes later, he got nothing. Nothing ever happened. You no, know. Yeah. We see that. That's, that's what started it this morning. Was that? <laughs> but it takes the, the lady sometimes two or three days to to, to get over it. Uh, in there. So that, that's that's we studied marriage before. That, that's where that that come from. But we got way off this book. Haven't we? <laughs> That's right. You know, and then <coughs> that was the first mistake, and then the next thing was trying to take it out of the state's hands, which it should have never left to begin with. Yeah. You know, it, that's as far as it should. That's have a good been. question. I need to I need so, to try to find out the answer to that. Why? Why did Why did the states or the government say you had to have a license, a marriage license? I mean, Rick. Rick that's a good question. Money, money. Well, it's a revenue. I mean, then you got. Your but if you do it at church and do it before God. Why can't that be the form and you send that in and have it recorded? I mean, why do you have to go to the... You should have to go to the courthouse. You know, when yeah. when, when, when I got married, you go to the courthouse and, and both of y'all had to sign in front of somebody. And, and you used to have to have blood tests. Yeah, blood tests and all, all that. To be sure you weren't heathen. I reckon I probably didn't pass the blood test. That's a good question. I wonder, I wonder where that come about from. I mean... I guess people... Anybody know? Well, I guess if you think about it... Uh, 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 
aside from revenue mm -hmm. and for your local for your local um, uses, yeah. Then you got through your taxes. You know, you file. You know, yeah. your separate, different filing statuses. You know, if for that kind of reasons too. Yeah. You know, it become a basically probably a, a a revenue stream and B back whenever it was. If I remember right, it was an encouragement for people to get married and have children to boost up the number of people. To so give you a tax incentive to do it. What year did you go to get married? 2019. Anybody been married since 2019? That's all we need to know, Phil. <laughs> I've been knowing y'all for 40 years. I thought y'all been married the whole time. <laughs> but, but my question was, did, did, did y'all have to go get a blood test and, and do all that? None, none of that. We just turned in a sheet of paper. Just turned in a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know when. I was wondering when. 2019 would be four, four years ago. Yeah. yeah. Do what? We just went and signed paper and went to Sylvia. Notarized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. June 26, 2015. When exactly? Marriage as a covenant of man and woman was struck down on June the 26, 2015. The same exact date that the Defense of Marriage Act was overturned in 2013. The exact date that homosexuality was legalized in 2003. The same exact date that Stonewall was sealed in 69. And the date that sealed Stonewall was itself the same date on the ancient calendar appointed for the casting of a spell to cause a man to love a man. They said this, this demonic force, that's what he does. He casts those spells for, for a man to love. It's got to be a spell. You've got to be drunk or something. I don't have no idea. <laughs> and so all three landmark events that pushed open the ancient door took place on the exact same date. On top of that, each was the anniversary of the date Stonewall was sealed, which was the beginning of the opening of that door, and which was itself on the ancient calendar the day appointed for a man to love a man. And thus all four events were joined together to the ancient day in the ancient spell. The night of the rainbow. We're going to finish this up and get on God's plan next week. On the night the marriage was struck down, a sign appeared across America. It was the sign of the goddess, the rainbow. That night, the sign marked the nation as it had never been before. The sign of the goddess lit up the Empire State Building, lit up waters of Niagara Falls, lit up the iconic castle at Disney World, and most dramatically, it lit up the building from which America was governed, the White House. Y'all probably all remember that. It's all, you know, every day, every month, every year in June, you'll see it. They'll change it. They'll, they'll, they'll light it back, back up in there. All right, y'all have a good week, and we're going to talk about the grand metamorphosis next week and try to get out through with this book.